Welcome. You've tuned into Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, friends and everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose of our show is for awakening souls, developing intuition, and fulfilling purpose. This is episode 32 of our show. I can't believe we've done so many already. And we have an extremely special guest today to explore with us the topic of living by intuition, going deeper. In fact, he was our very first guest on our radio show back in our first season. We're so excited to have him back, not only because we dearly love him as well as his wife Jennifer so much, but also because we've been wanting to find out more about what's been happening in the last few months with his masterpiece of a movie, PGS, Intuition is Your Personal Guidance System. That's, you know, PGS, like a GPS, that we talked about in our earlier show. We also want to know about his brand new book by the same title. Besides, we've been wanting to hear about his new adventures and experiences in following his own PGS every day. All of you who are our regular listeners already know that our guest today is none other than our dear friend, Bill Bennett, who is joining us for this show from his home in Australia. For those of you who haven't had a chance to listen to episode 15, where we first interviewed him, Bill is a renowned writer, producer, and director of feature films and documentaries. In a distinguished career spanning over 30 years, He's won Australia's equivalent to the Oscar for Best Picture and Best Director and has been nominated a further 12 times. He's also been awarded Australia's equivalent of the Emmy for Most Outstanding Documentary twice. His films have been distributed through several Hollywood studios as well as have been screened and recognized at some of the world's most prestigious film festivals. And that's just a bit of past history for Bill's earlier filmmaking career. With his most recent PGS movie on intuition, Bill has now gone where no filmmaker has gone before. (laughs) As an author, Penguin Random House snatched up Bill's first fiction work, a wonderful trilogy of metaphysical thriller page turners called Palace of Fires, book one, The Initiate, was published in January this year, and book two, The Unholy, has just been released. Book three is slated for publication next year. We don't know how Bill Bennett does all that he does. That's what people say to us all the time. We're (laughs) saying that about him. Maybe he's got a clone working for him. Yes, I know he's got clones. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, one clone probably wouldn't be enough. But today we have the real deal, the one and only Bill Bennett. Welcome to Living the Miracle, Bill. (laughs) Thank you, Raphael. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. Yeah, it's wonderful to have you on our show again, Bill. I remember when you first got ready to start screening your PGS movie, you put on your movie webpage, 
Making this movie changed my life. Watching it may change yours. Now that it's been screening all over Australia for what, 11 months and the U.S. for about nine, have you found that remark of yours back then is uh, turning out to be somewhat prophetic? I mean, your movie's been changing many lives. I have, Michael, and it's been really quite extraordinary and I've got to say quite overwhelming. Um, The feedback that I have been getting both after the screenings personally, people coming up to me, but also in emails and messages afterwards, people are telling me their stories and telling me telling me how the film has impacted them. It, it has been really quite, well, it's been surprising, but like I say, it's really been quite overwhelming as well. <laughs> one, one of the things that happens is that people want to tell me their intuitive story. Um, yes. and, of, and oftentimes it is a story that involves intuition saving their life, you know, in quite, in quite a... Um, uh, Quite, quite an outrageous kind of way sometimes. Mm. Yes. People, talk, people talk about a voice and, you know, they say, look, the same thing happened to me or, or they, they tell of other instances. And one of the things that, that hit me very early on was that this, this whole thing about this voice that saved my life, you know, for people who don't know, I was driving to the airport early one morning. I was in, in New Orleans. I was working and I heard a voice and said, slow down. Luckily, I did listen to that voice. I did slow down, and I narrowly missed getting hit by a truck that ran a red light. Well, the number of people who have come up since and have said and given me variations of that same story that happened to them has been really quite incredible. And what this does is it reinforces in my mind the number one purpose of intuition, and that is to keep us safe from harm, because... I firmly believe that we can't fulfill our purpose in life if we're dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, if we keep on dropping dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you've you've done that a couple of times, Michael. (laughs) Bill, do you have a favorite story you've been told? A favorite story? Um, I I, I do, I do actually. It was a story that that, um, that somebody told me, a journalist in fact told me very early on. Um, I was being, it was one of the very early interviews I was uh, was doing. It was for a radio show in Australia uh, and it was a pre-recorded interview. And and the the woman came on, she was, um, you know, like a lot of journalists, she seemed, she sort of presented as a bit of a skeptic. Mm. But as the interview progressed, um, and I think probably she came to realise, believe that she was some that I was somebody that she could confide in. She actually put. She said, "Look, I'm going to pause this recording now." She put the recording on hold, and mm. she told me this story. She said that she and her husband, her husband was also a journalist, were driving in the country one day. She was very heavily pregnant, and because of that, she wasn't wearing her safety belt. And suddenly her husband turned to her and said, put your safety belt on. And she said, he said it in such an urgent and commanding kind of way that she just didn't question it. So mm-hmm. she, put a safe, she put a safety belt on over her you know, large tummy because she was quite near to term. Um, 
And it was literally only moments later, the car, car had a tyre blowout, the car left the road, hit a ditch. Um, I think the car overturned. Mm. But um, but she she later on she and, and she said if if she hadn't been wearing her safety belt then she would have been thrown from the vehicle and she probably would have been killed and certainly she would have lost the baby mm-hmm. and so later on she said to her husband what what prompted you to tell me to put my safety belt on and he said I saw it I couldn't explain it I saw the whole thing I I, I saw I saw I saw exactly what happened. Ah. And I just, ah. I just knew that you had to put your safety belt on, and you know. So and and as explained to to me by this lady, they were both skeptics. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one of the things that I found as well, Michael, and, and probably you and Raphael have found exactly the same in the people that you talk to. When there is an and I call it an intervention, when there is an intervention like this, it does change people's lives. The skeptics yes. become. Skeptics become believers, yes. and uh, and that happened in this instance. Yeah, and if you'll, you know, all the different experiences, both yours uh, as well as those you've heard from other people, intuition almost invariably leads to having a miracle. Isn't that interesting? Mm. And yeah, and that's the validation. I one of the things I keep on hearing. You know, uh, Rafian, I've hosted or in some way participated in screening your PGS film nine times so far in eight cities and three three states. <laughs> and now we're getting ready to do another one, another Q&A at a special encore screening. There are so many people who wanted to see it the first time in Burlington, Vermont, that the hosts have scheduled the uh, encore screening and I'm going to be there. We're both going to be there uh, for an event we're doing the weekend following. So that's going to, that's in uh, September 20th and that'll make it nine cities and four states. <laughs> You're going to be officially the U.S. distributor of the film, I think, Mike. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the PGS ambassador. and. But the amazing thing about this film, for me, it's it keeps getting better with every viewing. It's definitely like, like what some people say about potato chips. You can't stop with just one view. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, well, yeah, but, but at, least when you, at least when you watch PTS, you don't put on weight. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, that's great, isn't it? Low calorie, high content. <laughs> great satisfaction. But <laughs> what's truly amazing and wonderful is that every screening I've been to, everyone is communicating with everyone else. Your movie brings people together. I've never seen this at a movie theater with regular movies, even, you know, the best of movies. Usually people come to see the movie with their family or friends or by themselves, and they they stick to themselves, you know, and they leave right after the show. So they might be very excited, love the film, but they only talk to their immediate people. Whereas with PGS, people come for the movie, and they end up experiencing a larger community of kindred souls. And I think that's what you're talking about, where once they see the movie, even a skeptic 
person opens up and starts to go, wait a minute, I've had these experiences. That's right. So your movie is really helping not only validate people and giving them permission, but they're they're coming out because of it. They're coming out of their, shall we say, intuitive closet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it's really interesting, Mike. You're absolutely right. And, you know, it's a funny thing about our society, I guess, is that is that we... We experience these things, but we're very reluctant to share them, and even with our, our close loved ones, because we're we're afraid of ridicule. Um, and often these these experiences are very intimate, very personal. Yes. Um, and then when a film comes along like this, and where I, you know, as as you know in the movie, I'm really quite open and vulnerable in the film. Um, it, it it sort of. It does give people permission to say, okay, well, look, if that bloke up on the screen can bear, <laughs> can bear you know, can take his pants off and wave his bottom in the air, then so can I. <laughs> yes. Well, well, I don't actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> then it won't be PG rated. <laughs> It'll be PGS rated. Yeah, it's PGS rated <laughs> anyway. We'll have to call it PRS, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's... Yeah. You know, I can't believe that at 4 a.m. I'm cracking jokes. That's, what, that's no. what time it is here in Australia. <laughs> that could be a miracle, too. <laughs> I so. Well, I love uh, the story that you told about um, the, the woman interviewer because um, I know that even though I've been through a lot of psychic training and so on and so forth uh, that I've talked about many times over the course of our show, um, even I remembered some incidences that happened earlier in my life before I had my spiritual teacher, and one was very similar to yours in, in an accident, um, where I was I actually heard a voice like you did, as opposed to the story you just told, the man actually clairvoyantly saw the accident, and that happens often too, but in my case, I heard a voice, it was a male voice, very strong, and he said, hold on to the steering wheel and look in your rear view mirror on the side of your truck because I was um, driving a large panel truck. Mm-hmm. And I, I obeyed the voice. It didn't have to go more than one time. I held on to the wheel really tight, and I looked in the rear view mirror, and all I saw was a flash of white before this truck hit me at about 70 miles an hour. So it was a very hard hit, and my truck would have uh, rolled over. If if I had not been holding on to the wheel, so and, yeah, and just like with your story about this uh, journalist and her husband, mm. uh, Raphael and I were driving. Raphael was the passenger, or no, she was driving. I was the passenger navigator, and this was before GPS on the phone. Uh, so I'm looking at a map, and it was a little icy uh, in the winter time on the road in Tahoe, and. I'm deep in the studying the map, looking down, so I'm not paying attention to anything going on up there. And all of a sudden, I get, look up. And when I look up, I knew this stretched limo in a parking lot was going to jut out in front of us uh, from the driveway without looking. And so immediately, I told Raphael, swerve left. And just like with the, the journalist, because she knew it's not just the husband's intuition, but the, her intuition was mm. you have to do it 
right now. Obey. Obey. <laughs> Raphael didn't even look. She didn't question. She just swerved left, and we skidded uh, sideways until we were about uh, literally like four to six inches away from the side of the limousine. And I, of course, I'm on the suicide side. <laughs> and I'm staring right at the chauffeur's face. He was terrified. I was laughing because I knew everything was going to be fine. Again, that's intuition. I knew as long as Raphael swerved left, everything was going to be fine. And you're absolutely right. The first step of intuition, intuition goes, you know, you can say it goes seven major steps. Each step has has a bandwidth. But the first one, first and foremost, is safety and you know, self-preservation, because if we get too hurt or incapacitated or killed, we're not going to be able to fulfill our purpose for being here. So I know you've communicated with so many people from top experts to complete novices mm. in their use of intuition and intuitive abilities, literally from all over the world. What's What are a couple of things about intuition and its application in daily life that has caught your, say, uh, greatest interest? Do you think? I, I think, I think, Michael, the fact that it is prosaic, that it is ordinary, and that it tries to, I use the term ping us, it tries mm-hmm. to ping us, ping us constantly. Um, that, I think, probably is the most surprising thing. Um, because when you start to become sensitive to these um, pings, you know, to, the, to this, this input that you're constantly getting, it's really quite surprising how creative intuition can be. Hey, listen, I want to ask you something because what you, <laughs> what you, what you just said before, okay, I want to ask you about what I call proxy intuition. And ah. it's intuition that comes through somebody else, but for you, because that great. really fascinates me. Yes, that's great question. Um, I think our break is coming up, so we'll get to that right after the break. Okay, so our first break is coming up. And speaking of Bill Bennett's movie, we wanted to remind you that while Michael and I are in Burlington, Vermont, we will be participating in a special one evening only screening of his movie, PGS. Intuition is your personal guidance system. Our guest, Bill Bennett's extraordinary movie that's helping to transform so many people's lives in both the U.S. and Australia. Michael is featured in this movie, and he'll be there to conduct a special in-person Q&A after the screening. Get your tickets now before they're gone This profound ex- for this profound experience. For tickets and details, including a trailer, go to pgsthemovie.com and look for this screening in Burlington, Vermont. If you've already seen the movie, know that it, that this one gets better with each viewing. When we return, we'll continue with Living by Intuition, Going Deeper with guest Bill Bennett. See you in a couple of minutes. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
We all experience grief and loss. It's not something most people like to talk about, but these topics do need to be discussed. On Let's Talk About Grief, host Addie Anderson speaks to both professionals and individuals about grief, death, and personal loss. You'll hear the important topics, the personal and professional outlooks, and learn how to prepare yourself and loved ones when the need arises. Listen Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Should there be more to your life? Do you need a change? Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young will provide empowering commentary each week to encourage you. She will interview successful personalities from movies, television, business, technology, health, and academia. All of them have amazing stories, resulting in transformed lives. You'll learn how to discover real happiness, financial success, and fulfillment to live your highest purpose. Join her on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and a replay Fridays at 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Women's Channel. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, friends. Today we're with our dear, with our dear friend, Bill Bennett, joining us from Australia. He's up in the middle of the night, uh, his time. <laughs> we're going deeper with Bill in our exploration of living by intuition. Yes, we figured if we got Bill up in the middle of the night, you know, uh, he'll be more relaxed (laughs) but of course in the middle of the night your intuition's working full on right (laughs) but speaking of i know before the break uh bill asked me the question about proxy intuition that's a great term by the way um but i just wanted to make a comment one more thing about your your film pgs intuition is your personal guidance system i after having seen it, what, nine times or eight. eight times and pretty soon the ninth time. Of course, I've seen earlier versions that you showed us too. So more than that, it's the best film ever on intuition. I can say that uh, without hesitation. It is the best film. And it's not just because I'm in it, too. <laughs> because, I think that helps. Yeah, there's, there's 26 of us that you interviewed. And it ranges from, you know, top expert scientists who are studying intuition for, you know, 40 years to, 
psychics and mediums and Vatican scholars, Hindu monks, all kinds of incredible people. And beautiful cinematography. And what's great about it is other intuition. There's been other films about intuition, and they're not, you know, I'm not knocking them or anything, but most films on intuition and anything related to that has been about proving it. Does it exist or doesn't it exist? And and is it live or Memorex? <laughs> but, but yours, you just, because of your personal experience, you just start off, here's intuition, and this is what it is, how it works, and why we have it. So, so we don't have to, you know, plot through. Those of us especially who, we don't need proof. We already know. I mean, I'm not going to go and try to go on the online and research uh, intellectual information and scientific proof of our intuition. I live it. I use it every day. And so, so that's why not only is the quality of the film absolutely tops because a lot of times people who are you know sincere and they they really want to get a message out there in the world they don't have hollywood and wall street and all those big monies uh backing them up so on a lower budget they don't have the top uh talent they don't have the top uh engineers and the editors and the filmmakers and in your case you're at the top of the game when you started to do this and in the world of filmmaking and it really shows so first congratulations again for an amazing masterpiece of a film but going back to proxy intuition (laughs) that's you're you're asking about you know when you have an intuitive hit in relationship not to, okay, I better stop my car because my life is in danger, but you get a, a hit on uh, somebody else, even not even just a family member or friend, but it could be anybody, just somebody walking in the street. And for me, you know, intuition is not bound by time or space. So, so it doesn't matter if it's at a distance, if it's um, someone else or yourself, it all works the same. And in fact, uh, example, uh, are a medium, like our friend James Van Prague, who you interviewed also on the film, is regularly passing on messages from loved ones who have passed on to the other side and to the to those who are here grieving and healing on the earthly side. And most of these people, he does this in huge you know, auditoriums with 1,000, 2,000 people. And so most of the time, he has no clue who these people are, yet the messages he gets are very intimate, very specific for those strangers. And... It doesn't, oftentimes, it means absolutely nothing to him personally, as a person. But as a medium, this is his work. 
It's it's the focus of his work. So he uses his intuition for a lot of times in this manner you might call proxy intuition for other people. I'm constantly using my various intuitive abilities just in my everyday interactions with everyone and everything all the time. I mean, I can't think of any moment when I'm not using (laughs) my intuition in some form. So even right now, uh, we're on audio Skype for this radio show with you. You're on the other side of the planet, but I'm seeing you clairvoyantly, not physically uh, your body because that's not what I'm interested in. I'm interested in communicating with you as the soul that you are. And so during this whole conversation, I'm seeing you, your aura, your colors, and constantly getting, in a, in a sense, messages, not necessarily from just guides or other spirit, but messages directly from you. Uh, you're Even if you're not saying anything out loud, you're communicating just like everyone else. We all are communicating 24-7 without a rest. And when you're using your intuitive ability on that more clairvoyant side, then you're seeing it. And, and then on the intuitive knowing level, you're knowing it all the time. I remember uh, one time I was at the Los Angeles baggage claim at the airport, LAX airport, and there was this young woman, very bright, very professionally dressed. And then um, I see this bright being in her space, in her aura, and I recognize, oh, that must be her son, probably about eight or nine years old. And my intuition is, it's not just a passing, interesting thing. I had to go talk to her. Out of thousands of people there, I have to go single out this one woman who I never met before. I have to go talk to her. So I go and say, hi. I don't even know what to talk about. But I said, hi, do you have a son somewhere else uh, than here uh, that's about eight or nine years old. And she doesn't question who I am, what I am, why am I asking that question? She goes, yes. And I said, is he in Japan? And, she, you know, she wasn't Japanese or anything. She looks at me and she says, and she starts, oh, she, she says, yes. And I said, he's having a really hard time. He's needing to get out of living there, if anything at all possible, uh, because he feels, you know, it's just stifling him. And she starts just crying on the spot. And she said, before I left him this morning in Tokyo, she said, he told me, he grabbed my skirt. He said, mommy, if if I don't get out of here soon, I don't think I'm going to make it. And so she's just crying and crying. We had this wonderful conversation. And then, I mean, it lasted five minutes, maybe 10 at the most. And long story short, three weeks later, she well, she was working a lot out of uh, London. And he was, the husband was working in New York. They were living in Tokyo. I said, why not move to London? Three weeks later, I got an email from her. Thank you so much. My son is ecstatic. He's as happy as I've ever seen him, we moved to London, and it's been easier on both myself and my husband. 
So that's intuition. What's the intuition? You know, it's interesting, isn't it? Because um, I had a what, what prompted me to ask the question was that I heard a story. Somebody came up to me after a screening and, and said, um, told me the story about uh, how she had. Um, can't remember the exact circumstance. A friend, two, two of her friends were about to head off on a motorbike. Um, one was riding on the back, Pillion, I think you call it. And she just got this sudden hit. She had to go and tell the person riding on the back to put on a, um, a, a helmet. Mm. Um, and because the person wasn't going to you know, put the helmet on. But, but she said it in such a way that he did put on the helmet. They had a crash. And had that person not been wearing the helmet, he would have been killed. Mm-hmm. And and she, you know, she was really quite um, quite surprised about this that she would get that sort of you know really firm, direct command to go tell somebody else to do something. Yes. Uh, and so, you know, when I think about it, I think about the use of proxy intuition. What, what I call proxy intuition. These are these are terms I've made up, Michael. <laughs> yes, I like your talk terms. Um, once again, it comes down to this, I think, and tell me if I'm right here or, or wrong. And that is that intuition, I believe, is persistent and creative. And if it can't get to you one way, it's going to get to you another way, even if that means using somebody else. Yes. And that's the purpose of proxy intuition. You know, it's almost sort of like a last resort. I mean, that person getting on the back of that bike might have had a gut feeling, gee, I really should have put my, I put my helmet on. Nah, you know, like, yep. you know, it's sunny, I want to have the wind through my hair or whatever. You know, and then somebody comes up and says, no, you put your helmet on. Um, you know, because that, that person has a purpose in life and that pers- it's not that person's time to go. Is yes. that how you see it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just in our personal lives, Rafi and I do that for each other all the time. So, you know, we're so busy, both of us, and we might have a a little inkling of something. We have to do something, and this isn't life-threatening or anything most of the time. But we'll we'll get, oh, I need to tell Raphael this, or Raphael will go, oh, Michael needs to know this. And it always, there's always some reason for it at some point or another. Well, there was one other little fun incident that I had with a car Um, long before I was with Michael. I had this sweet little old car and I had told my friend we were getting in to go to some event. And I says, you know, my car hasn't been working right. And she said, are you sure you don't want to use another one of your cars? And I said, no, no, this should be fine. We got in the car and I went to put my key in in to turn the car on and the key literally broke in half. (laughs) So I had no choice but to use another another car, of course. And And just as as you say, Bill, intuition is kind of creative. And and, um, if it doesn't get to the right person one way it comes through another person or another way and you know we're always guided every single one of us is always 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 fully guided and but you know a lot of us we don't pay attention (laughs) that's another reason your your movie is so important is it's giving people notice and saying hey you guys it's time to wake up it's it's really a wake-up call but 
on top of the movie, I know you just finished writing your book with the same title as the movie, right? Well, it's been interesting, Michael. Yes, I have. And, and that's um, both the movie and the book are going to be released uh, publicly on the 10th of October uh, at 10 p.m. Eastern Summertime. So it's the 10th of the 10th at 10 p.m. But <laughs> with, with, with the book, it, it was really interesting because there was so much I learned about intuition that I couldn't actually put into the film. And one of the most important things that I learned or the, that, I, that I came... You see, I, I started off the film, I, as you know, I worked on it for years and years and years, and one of the things that made it very difficult for me, and one of the reasons why I don't think there's been another film made, made like this on intuition, because it's so damn hard. You know, what is intuition? We think we know what it is, but really, when I, when I started to put the, you know, the sort of forensic microscope to it, 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 it seemed like the term intuition was this term that was bandied around that covered a whole bunch of different things, and there was no, I couldn't find any one definition that covered everything that intuition was meant to be. Mm. And one of the things that I started to figure out was that I, I believe there are three different types of intuition. There's what I call survival intuition, which is what we've been talking about. Um, survival intuition is intuition from the body. It's a very instinctive, um, primitive, animalistic intuition that is meant to keep the, keep the species alive. The second type of intuition is what I call cognitive intuition, which is intuition based on expert knowledge. Um, sometimes it's knowledge that we don't, we're not even aware that we have, expertise that we don't, don't even know that we have. And this is the kind of intuition that, uh, say, a, a CEO might use when they say, oh, look, I've made a, a, a gut decision on, on you know, some sort of business deal. And they go against all of the advice from research groups and whatever, and they, they, they make this gut decision. They say it's in, intuitive, but based, based on their expert knowledge. The third category of intuition is what I call mystical intuition, which is what happened to me. It's a voice in a car that says, slow down. It, uh, mystical intuition cannot be defined by um, intellect, logic, expertise, anything like that. It is intuition from the divine, and it is truly mystical. So survival intuition is intuition from the body. Cognitive intuition is intuition from the mind. Mystical intuition is intuition from the soul. Bill, and it's time for us to take our second break. I'm so sorry to interrupt. But we'll get, hold that thought. Hold that thought and we'll continue it. Be sure to check out Bill's PGS site, pgsthemovie.com, for the, all the latest news and information on his movie screening, book, and blog. We will be back in a couple of minutes. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show. Hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
What makes someone successful in their field? On Transformational Energy Leadership, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey speaks to amazing guests who share their ideas, advice, tips, and tricks as to what defines success for them. The result is positive transformation for you. You'll learn that personal energy is the key to make it work. And you'll hear through actual examples how to bring that positive transformation to life. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back to our show today about living by intuition, going deeper with our wonderful guest, Bill Bennett. And I had to interrupt him in the middle of a thought. So, um, Bill, could you go over again those three aspects of intuition that you were talking about? Absolutely, Raphael. Thank you. Um, Three types of intuition, three categories of intuition. Survival intuition, which is intuition from the body, instinctive intuition. Cognitive intuition, which is intuition based on expert knowledge or past expertise, intuition from the mind. And mystical intuition, which is intuition from the soul, and that presents in dreams, synchronicities, voices, um, these kind of inexplicable types of intuition that, um, as I say, can't, can't be defined any other way other than as a mystical experience. And as soon as I started to think about intuition this way, then suddenly a whole lot of things made sense to me. And so when somebody says says to me, look, I had an intuitive response on something, I say, well, that's, in my mind, that's cognitive intuition, it's not mystical intuition, or, um, you know, that's, in, that's uh, survival intuition, it's not um, mystical. But, but here's the thing, Raphael and Michael, um, and once again, tell me, tell me if I'm wrong here, because you know, like I'm, I'm on trainer wheels on this stuff. You guys, are, <laughs> you guys are the Formula One drivers here. <laughs> um, intuition, in the end, is is energy, and energy cannot be confined to categories. It, you know, energy permeates everything, and so whilst it's convenient for me to put classify intuition into these you know, kind of boxes. In the end, it is all energy and it's, and it, it, it um, you know, it suffuses everything. So, so it's not, you know, you can have an intuitive response, which is a blend of all three, or you can have an intuitive response, which is both survival intuition and mystical intuition, mm-hmm. you know, so, so it's not quite as simple as 
you know, sort of boxing it into three neat little packages. Exactly. Is, is, that, the way, is that the way you see it? Yes. It's all energy. And intuition in the broadest scope is basically nothing more than having certainty in that which is or having certainty in spirit or if the person doesn't like that term spirit having certainty in limitlessness eternity i like having certainty in divinity yeah having certainty in divinity that's been my definition of intuition for many many years because that kind of sums it up and the more um, uh, practical scientific type level uh, you might call it it's all about having certainty that all is just one energy and and that energy is conscious it's it's there's not a division between energy and consciousness consciousness is energy energy is consciousness and when it's not divided you have access to the whole but all of us as human beings are in various stages of division and separation so so we the more we think of ourselves as independent individuals existing as a personal body a thing a unit the further away we are from the use and access of full intuition the more we start to let that go and going back to the first segment of our show today you were talking about how once people see the movie they feel they have permission to open up and i think that's what i was experiencing where it becomes a community of souls uh, after partway through the movie and by the end everybody wants to talk to each other they're much more open because they're dropping the barriers that they artificially erect around themselves for artificial protection. But when you, the more, as you know, the more you start to trust in your own intuitive knowing, whatever way it comes in, huh, then you don't have to be defensive. You don't have to protect yourself with walls. You know you're going to be in the right place at the right time and do what you need to do. And until you're done, it's not going to kill you. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things that we've talked about in the past, Michael, is how fear is the big blocker to this. Yes. Um, and because I come across a lot of people who, you know, they're in they're in survival mode you know they've got jobs they've got commitments they you know most most people are under a lot of stress and they don't actually acknowledge it either to themselves or to others yes and you know they have this kind of fortress mentality and they won't allow intuition to break down those barriers because they believe that if they do it will leave them vulnerable and vulnerable to loss or you know loss of status, station in life, money, um, you know, respect, these kind of kind of things. Yes. And, it's very, and, and oftentimes very difficult to talk to these people about such things as mystical intuition or divine intuition or anything like that because they just say, look, you know, I can't afford to do this. Yes. Um, wh- what do you say to people like that? <laughs> I laugh. <laughs> but because, see, when we laugh, that's, that's so important. If a person can't laugh, 
with you, so to speak, or laugh at something and, mm. and find some degree of amusement, mm. then it's there, like you say, they're encased in their barricade and nothing's going to get through. Mm. But if you realize, oh, every time I laugh, I can't hold on to anything, right? And, and so, so the minute we are in amusement of some sort, even temporarily, we drop our facades, we drop our barriers, and then we can start to communicate. With people who are kind of anti-divine, anti-spiritual, because they're, they're afraid. They're too busy. Or they're too busy. You know, hey, God doesn't pay his bills, <laughs> is what I've heard many times. <laughs> what, what they don't realize is, guess who actually does pay your bills? But in the long run, but they only see the, the hand that's giving them the check. And so what they don't realize is what they're really afraid of is that limitlessness. They got to be in control because that's survival. Is is if I'm not in control, I can't make it. I'm not going to survive. I'm going to die. Mm. But oh, opening up to the limitless means I have to give up my personal control that I think I have. We personally, we don't have any control. No, we don't even know how to, you know, breathe. Uh, on our own, uh, we don't know exactly how that breathing works. We just breathe. And then most of us, maybe at most, we could hold our breath for a minute, maybe two. If you're trained, you can hold it for a few minutes. But, you know, eventually you can't not breathe. Your control, you said, I'm not going to breathe. But then sooner or later, you're going to breathe. Or you're you going to pass out and start breathing again. Yeah, you don't have control. And so, but most people don't want to go there. They don't want to recognize I'm not in control in the way I think I am. Mm. But when you start to open up to where intuition is, to that limitless eternity, then you don't, you don't have that individual control with your own hands and feet and everything as a body. But you have full control as spirit yourself. I have something else to add to that um, question that you have there, Bill, and that is when I'm around someone like that, I actually use my intuition about how much they can have anything that I would have to say about it. So if spirit is telling me, you know, it's time for this person to hear it, and I might be the first of 10 people that says something to this person, then I will be guided to just the right words on what to say. And at other times, I get this person isn't ready, and I don't. I don't push it. And the thing I try to do is I'm always looking at, just like you start to talk about fear, is one of the primary things that prevent people from using their intuition and everything. What I look at is what's keeping this person from having more of their uh, divinity, more of their limitlessness. And it always boils down to some form of competition. And the basis of competition that I experience is I'm not enough in some way, shape, or form as I am. 
So that's what's preventing them from having spirit, having the limitless, the divine. And so then I don't say use words like spiritual or metaphysical or psychic or anything like that. I just go, okay, let's talk about competition. You know, do you ever feel like you're not enough just as you are? You have to be more, more, better, improve, whatever. Then the conversation starts. You know, it's interesting because one of the one of the things that Carolyn May says in the film, as you know, is that the um, the fundamental thing about intuition is self-esteem. Yes. Um, and and that's what you're talking about in in saying not enough. And that whole notion of um, competition is really interesting. One of the things that getting back to the book, uh, mm-hmm. one of the things that um, I've got a whole chapter on how to prepare yourself for intuition because a lot of people talk about accessing intuition but you can't really access it unless you really prepare yourself for it and I go through 13 steps to prepare yourself for intuition and let me just quickly run through some of them but but, we have about 45 seconds for you to finish answering this question (laughs) okay Um, you've got to acknowledge that it exists you've got to be willing to work with it you've got to be humble you've got to recognize various ways that intuition presents to you you've got to pay attention You've got to imagine all of those things. You've got to, one of the really important things is you've got to forget science and stop trying to think, I will only become intuitive once I can prove it. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, that is a fantastic list. Well, we're now at the end of our show today. We want to thank you, Bill, so much for joining us in spite of you having to be up even before the roosters in Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the kangaroos are up, so that's good. Yeah, kangaroos are up, that's good. Yes, (laughs) it's always such a joy to talk with you and hear about what you've been up to as you live your life following your intuition, which you rightly call your personal guidance system. We don't know how you do all you do, But please keep up the great work, and the world certainly needs it. You can find out more about Bill Bennett and his masterpiece, PGS, Intuition is Your Personal Guidance System, as well as read his delightful blog, PGS The Way, along with news about his upcoming book and DVD launch at pgsthemovie.com. For all of you who have been waiting for our in-person seminar weekends in the eastern part of the U.S., Join us in beautiful Burlington, Vermont on September 22 and 23. That's a Saturday and Sunday. Michael will give two all-day seminars Saturday. Joy is within you. Free your imagination and live a spirit-inspired life. And Sunday, you are already psychic and joyous. Know your purpose intuitively. See your way clairvoyantly. Come and learn about the Three Keys to Living Your Life Joyously, Imagination, Inspiration, and Intuition. Check out our website, michaeltamura.com, events, calendar, and details to sign up. Coming up next Wednesday on Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura will be How to Have a Spiritual Relationship. Make sure to tell your friends about our show and share it on social media. Until then, be inspired. Use your imagination and follow your intuition joyfully. Again, thank you, Bill, for joining us. And this is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We will see you next week. All right. We appreciate your joining us today. 
Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.